Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass, and I'm here today to talk to you about your pet's behavior. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know this show alternates between myself and veterinarian Andrea Dennis. And so if you have particular questions regarding health, you would probably want to call her. (laughs) And if you have questions regarding behavior, you should probably call me. So if you'd like to call into the show today, the numbers are 860-522-WTIC. And I always invite people to contact me off the air. Sometimes it's not possible to get to the phone right now, or maybe you don't want to be on the air, which is okay. Uh, and if you want to do that, the best way to get a hold of me is uh, check my website, which is lorifassdogtraining.com, and it'll give you my number and also um, my email And a lot of people have taken me up on that. And if I can answer something over the phone or through an email, I'm more than happy to do it. Uh, Maybe I'm just too lazy to actually schedule a lesson. I don't know. But no, seriously, if if I can answer something uh, without actually meeting you, I'm very happy to do that. Sometimes um, things are simple if you know what to do. Uh, I was um, I had a lesson this morning and I was explaining how I thought I was really smart because I watched a YouTube video on how to change the battery in my key fob. And so, you know, how hard could that be, right? So the key fob has, you know, the top button, the emergency thing, and then the trunk and the lock and the unlock button. So yeah, I got it open as per instructions by the YouTube video. And then when I opened it up, all the buttons fell out because apparently there wasn't this piece of plastic that was holding them all in place. But eh, whatever. Okay. So, you know, I figure I can just stick them back into place. So I I got the battery in. Thumbs up there. And then I started putting the buttons back. And no matter what I did, the buttons were sticking out. They were not functioning properly. They were halfway in. They were halfway out. 
I was staring at this thing and fiddling with it for half an hour. And I decided, okay, you know what? There's little pieces on this key fob that if I keep fiddling with them, I'm probably going to break it. So I better... I better bring it to the car dealership. So I bring the key fob to the car dealership, and I say, oh, you know, there might be a piece missing here. And the guy from the parts department said, ah, this is going to be the easiest thing I did all day. Okay. So I gave him the key fob, and guess what? My problem was that I was putting the buttons, because one piece had three buttons together. I was trying to put it back into the place where they go upside down. So the middle part was sort of a round piece, and then the two ends were kind of a semi-oval piece. And, um, you know, they looked the same. I didn't know I was putting it upside down. And so just the fact that he just flipped it around and put it in that way, oh, easy peasy, thing worked great. So, you know, good for me for getting the battery in there, bad for me because I was trying to put the buttons together. I wasn't anticipating they're going to fall out. Uh, that's not what the YouTube video looked like. And so that's kind of the way it is with training your pet. You know, how many people come to me and say, yeah, well, I watched this YouTube video and I watched that YouTube video. And every once in a while, somebody will have watched a YouTube video and actually it did help them. And, oh, hey, you know, that's that's not bad advice for your dog at all. But more times than not, uh, the people who follow YouTube videos have kind of like the key fob experience that I just had where some of it was okay and some of it worked out, but there was a lot of things that came into play that were unexpected or weren't included in the video or maybe didn't apply to your particular situation. So that's why what I try to do for people is try to put these things together so it makes sense. And sometimes the answer is simple. So that's what I'm saying. You know, if um, somebody said, I'm trying to put together my key fob, well, I'd say, are you putting the buttons in this way or that way? Or, you know, another experience I had where I thought I was a genius is I was changing the J-shape um, catch drain on my uh, washing machine. And I thought I was just the smartest person in the world because I knew that one part of it um, screwed clockwise and the other part screwed counterclockwise. Okay, so that's great for me, right? Except what I did not know, which is really stupid, I'm ashamed even to admit this, is that a pipe wrench only works by pulling. It does, you can't, if you want to do something, you know, uh, counterclockwise, you can't put the pipe wrench on and then push it. You have to flip the pipe wrench around because it only works by gripping and you can only put, okay, well, I, again, I'm, I, I went to Home Depot. I said there was something wrong with my pipe wrench. <laughs> it took me like a ridiculous amount of time to figure out, hey, flip the pipe wrench over. So, you know, y you have an issue with your pet where it's something like that. I don't really even want to schedule a big lesson and make a big to-do about, hey, did you do this or did you remember to do that? Because if you can fix those simple things, sometimes sometimes the answer to a problem is simple. But if you're not sure exactly how to do it, it ends up being much more complicated than you could possibly imagine that it would be. And so that's what I try to do to help people. And it's not always that simple. Sometimes it's much more complicated than that. Uh, and if it is more complicated than that, then I have to meet you, then I have to meet your pet, then I have to see exactly what's going on and then break it down into more pieces. But, uh, you know, again, a surprising amount of time, um, I'll just ask people simple questions, and a simple answer is the solution to the problem. And that is 
that always is the easiest for everybody. And it's great when it's something like that. Uh, but, you know, sometimes people think they know more than they do. Uh, sometimes people are just going down a weird sort of path. And uh, there's a lot of questions and things that come up and people ask me quite a bit. So I think what we might want to do is uh, go to go to a break. And then I'm going to talk to you about some of the more commonly asked things that people bring up to me. Lock on our front door, my door key don't fit no more, so get it on over. Move it on over. Scoot it on over. Move it on over. Move over, skinny dog, cause the fat dog's moving in. Hello and welcome back to Pet Talk on WTIC. You're listening to the Behavior Edition of Pet Talk, and I'm here until about two o'clock. And lines are open, so if you have a question or you have something that you think is important to share, sometimes people call in with uh, very interesting, useful information. Sometimes I learn things, too, which I'm always happy to do. And uh, if you have a question or information that you want to talk about, uh, the numbers to call in the show are 860-522-522. W-T-I-C. Before the break, I was going to get into some of the more common things that people ask me or bring up to me, but I just wanted to briefly mention something uh, about the hot weather. Um, Now, I know that I've spoken before and brought up things like don't leave your dog in the car and be aware of uh, overheating on the hot sidewalks and things like that. Um, But another thing that may or may not come up as an issue for you and your dog, is if you have a dog who is extremely active, um, and one of my dogs is very, very active, my youngest dog who's a mini Aussie, and he really loves to chase Frisbee and run around. And when he gets himself excited, he has no sense at all about getting overheated. And so if you have a dog that really likes to play ball or run or you know, play with another dog or any one of those activities, if it gets really hot, they're going to continue to play beyond what's good for them. And that can lead to some serious problems. And a a simple thing that it does lead to that is easy to solve is a lot of times when dogs get super overheated or super excited and it's hot, they want to drink a lot of water. And it's certainly fine to give them some water, but if they're all jacked up and crazy and you put down water and they start drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking, the next thing they're going to do is throw it all up. And so um, I've found with uh, Arrow, he's my youngest mini Aussie, um, if I'm playing Frisbee with him in the heat, I limit how many times I throw it. It's got to be 10 or less. And if he wants to drink water, if he starts slurping down too much water, I take it away because I know the next thing he's going to do is he's going to throw it up. And the same thing with uh, cooling the water off. 
Uh, it's fine to give your dog ice cubes. It's fine to put some ice cubes in the water. But if you're cooling it down and it's very cold and they're gulping that down super fast, that's also something you just want to take it away. So don't let your dog overdrink or drink too fast because if they get themselves all worked up like that, drinking down water that quickly is just not good. They're going to start gagging on it, spitting it up, and it's – no, don't do that. Okay, so anyway um, – I was going to talk to you about things that people say to me a lot that I've heard over and over and over again over the years. And one of the most common things that people have said to me is that their dog continues to do a behavior. Let's say it's pee on the floor, get into the garbage, and they know that it's wrong and they keep doing it anyway. And of course, you know, I'll have to ask, how do you know? They know it's wrong. <laughs> and the answer that I get is uh, when the people come home, the dog looks guilty. So I just want to talk a little bit about the interpretation of that. First of all, I'm not so sure that your dog has a sense of wrong, like some sort of moral code. Uh, to be honest with you, if I took a dog into a house that was strewn with garbage and had pee on the walls, uh, I don't think the dog would say, wow, boy, this house is pretty messed up. They might say, hey, not bad decor here. Look at all this fun garbage and pee that I can mark over. That's cool. So I don't think they think of it as doing any sort of damage for one thing. Um, so they don't think of right or wrong in that sense. But also, I don't even think that they're thinking about what you think or don't think. I, I think when you get home and you're upset, they're going to clearly know that. Possibly, if your dog is very intelligent and reflective, they may have some idea that when they're doing it, when you get home, they're not going to like it or you're not going to like it. But if you've ever tried to break a habit, any habit, it's hard to do. So if your dog is accustomed to, oh, well, you go out and I'm going to do this when you go out, it's a habit now. And sometimes habits have lives of their own for better or for worse. That's why we want to have good habits and not bad habits. But most things that dogs do like that, that are destructive, they're doing it because they like to do it. It's fun for them, not because they're just some morally corrupt individual. They know they shouldn't be doing it. Um, I don't think they think like that at all. And so that look of guilt, I don't think it's really guilt. I think it's a look of submission where they're trying to placate you because most of the time, if an animal looks all pathetic, um, most people will say, oh, yeah, you know what? Poor thing. You, you, you feel guilty. Good. I'm glad you feel guilty and that that'll teach you and the, in reality the dog's just you know looking all pathetic because it's like uh if a animal if, let's say a dog meets a very dominant aggressive dog and they look all submissive and kind of snivel around the dominant dog is probably going to leave them alone but if they act all like oh yeah well i'm dominant too uh oh maybe we're going to have a problem here so i think that that guilt look is more a placating look and not a look of, oh, I'm so guilty. I know I did some morally corrupt, horrifying deed. And now I'm, I'm going to just, uh, sit in the corner and reflect on what a bad dog I am. It does not work that way. It really doesn't. And so, you know, I just want people to understand that if your dog is doing something like that, it none of that is happening. And this, that, that kind of holds through true for, you know, people say that, that, their dog does something out of spite. 
Well, no, the dog does it because they like to do it. For an animal to do something out of spite, it would involve them having the awareness of and understanding that the particular thing they're doing is designed to hurt you. Oh, if I chew up your shoe, you're gonna. I'm gonna have devalued your shoe, and now you are gonna be upset because, haha, I messed up your shoe. I don't think a dog thinks that a chewed up shoe is anything less valuable than a brand new shoe. Not at all. Um, if I asked a dog, oh hey, which shoe do you like better, these stinky old pair of chewed up shoes or these brand new shoes? Most dogs might even like the stinky chewed up pair. I don't know. So if they're doing, it's not spite. It's they're doing it in spite of you. They just want to do it because it's self soothing it serves their purpose but i don't think the spite thing you know people are convinced that their dog is doing something out of spite i don't think dogs are that complicated a little more simple than that okay let me talk to lynn hi lynn hi how are you i'm good how are you today i'm good uh i have an issue with i have three cats okay two of them are very elderly okay the oldest cats in the country oh how Uh, old are your cats uh, one of them is 22 years, uh, and another is 18. Okay. And I have the third one. He's about seven. All right. The seven-year-old constantly and aggressively attacks the elderly female cat. Is that new, or has the has he always done he's, it? No, he's always done it since he's been a kitten. Okay. So I, had, I discovered it when I noticed I couldn't find her for two days. She was under my bed. Oh, dear. And uh, I have seen him attack her. Uh huh. And I'm wondering if there's some permanent solution to this problem. Well, how old was your seven-year-old cat when you got him? Uh, about a year, just less than a year. Oh, okay. So he was already kind of an adult, more or less. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and what's his name? Albert. Albert. <laughs> Yep. Okay. All right. So when your 22-year-old cat was a little bit younger and Albert yep. was doing this, I'm assuming that since she was less fragile, it was annoying but not as bad. Is that? Right. Correct. Okay. And will Albert do this right in front of you? Um, initially, he did. Okay. Now he sneak attacks. All right. So when you say he sneak attacks, um, it, it, are you out of the room or describe what's correct. Okay. Correct. I'm out of the room. I'm in the next room, and I hear aggressive behavior, and I run and okay. verbally tell him stop. And then does he stop when you tell him to knock yeah, it? Okay. He does. All right. So how? Bi- this is a weird question. It's sort of relative, I suppose. But how big is your house? Um, about uh, twenty-seven hundred square feet. Okay. And so I'm. A sh- uh, you have like how many bedrooms? So give me some sort Four of. Four bedrooms. Okay. All right. And what? Is- what is your twenty-two-year-old cat's name? Sassafras. Sassafras? Okay. Yes. And and where does Sassafras like to hang out? Well, because of the attacks, she only stays under the the bureau. Okay. And where did she used to hang out before this? All over the house. All right. And what about um, Albert? Is he like a free roaming all over the house? Yes, he he's is. all over the house. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I mean, I, I, I'm going to have to cut you off and like, uh, if, I, if I have to cut you off before I can finish this conversation i'll put you on hold okay okay all right so anyway um you know the fact that sassafras is 22 uh you know she's pretty fragile at this point you know and i i really hate to put her through all of this and so this is not necessarily what i'd say if she was like 10 and he was you know uh 
seven, but I might want to have them out on rotating basis and not let them just both have run of the house. Can can you can I put you on hold and get back to sure. you? Okay. Sure. Uh, hopefully, I, if I push the wrong button, call back. Okay, but I think think I'm putting you on hold. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll talk Thanks. after the break. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Pet Talk on WTIC. And uh, before the break, I was speaking with Lynn, and I warned her that I might push the wrong button and drop her call instead of putting her on hold, and I did. Of course, if you listen to my key fob story from the first part of the hour, you'd know that my button awareness isn't the greatest. But forewarned, Lynn has called back, so I'm going to take her call now. Hi, Lynn. Hi. Sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, what I was starting to tell you, and, and this is not like my favorite solution, but honestly, I, I, I'm going to have to say, in my opinion, is probably the most humane and the best solution. I have lived with dogs who hated each other. And, yeah. um, you know, could I have them together? Well, if I'm hanging over them, ready to hammer them down and, you know, or no, you can't do this. No, you got to go over there. Yeah. Could I do that? I could. But, you know, why would I want to? And right. now when we're talking about a cat who's 22, you know, I mean, come on, she's what do, what, do we really want to follow them around? There's not like some magical thing that's going to stop him. He's going to be sneaky. He kind of gets off on doing this. So, you know, I mean, I've often thought to myself, you know, those, uh, 
no such thing exists. This exists in my fantasy land. But you know how they have those collars that um, uh, if uh, like the invisible fence type collars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then they have an inside unit that you can plug in. So that's a sort of a miniaturized version. I often thought that, well, suppose you had a collar that activated the other collar. <laughs> and if you had something like that, they could both wear collars and then, you know, uh, Albert wouldn't get near her. But that, that invention doesn't even exist. So that's a stupid I don't maybe, even know where I'm going with that. We should think about something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, so, I mean, things get miniaturized all the time. wouldn't surprise me if, you know, five years from now such a thing existed. Because I remember when people were saying to me, is there such a thing as a GPS collar that if my animal leaves, I'm going to I'd be able to track them? And I said, no, the, there is no technology like that. But guess what? Now there is. So... Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, we don't have that. So, you know, we don't want to have this isn't the science fiction version of, of Pet Talk. So um, what I would recommend you do, and as I say, it's not probably the most fun thing to do, is, you know, pick a room and one room is for her, one room is for him. When he's in his room, then she can wander around freely. When okay. she's in his room, with, and vice versa. You get what I'm saying, okay? Yeah, I, I kind of get that, what you, what you mean. Um, it's just that I can't get her out of my bedroom. I can't even get her out. Um, he goes in there. I've learned to separate their food. Uh-huh. Uh, that, that has diminished to some degree, the, the, the aggression. Well, she's going to have to learn that um, when she's free, he's not there. Right. And that's going to take a little while because that's been just kind of like the way it's been. Yeah, that's the way it's been. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, if he if she's free, he's not and vice versa. Right. Oh, I, just, I can do that. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, that's probably, uh, it's not fun to live like that. I mean, if, if you had your older cat and you said, oh, hey, I'm thinking about adopting this seven-year-old cat. He's kind of a bully to my older cat. Should I? I'd say no. That's a bad right. idea. But you, they're your cats now. And, and, you know, we don't know how long your older cat's going to live and how long you're going to have to do this for. But in her whatever remaining time she has, why not make her as comfortable and happy as possible? And if that means sometimes, you know, being locked up, she's an older cat. Make her comfortable in a room. I'm sure she'll be fine with it. I, I just want you right. I want her comfortable because... I know it's not going to be too much longer. Right. So if she occasionally is confined when uh, Albert gets run of the house, uh, so what? And then, you know, when Albert gets locked up, then, and he might not like getting locked up. Well, you oh, know, he too bad. Like <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to have to suck it up. <laughs> it's, you know, so, you know, that's probably good for him anyway if he's a little bit, you know, of a fresh kitty. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that again, that's not maybe my favorite approach, but I think in your particular instance, it would be, that's what I would do. Okay. I'll take that advice. Okay. All right. And, you know, I'm happy that you have kept your cats this well for this many years, and hopefully you'll have her, maybe you will make the Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay. Take Robin, care. Thank you so much. All righty. Bye-bye. Okay, so anyway, you're listening to Pet Talk on WTIC, and if you'd like to call in, you are certainly welcome to at 860-566-W... 
WTIC. Yes. Okay. I'm saying that right. All right. No, I'm not saying that right. 522-WTIC. We used to have an 800 number. Boy, I'm really messed up today. That key fob story put me on the on the wrong track here. So anyway, 522-WTIC. All right. So I was talking before about things that people say to me um, about their interpretation of their pet's behavior. And we talked about um, how people say that their animal knows better. They know it's wrong. They have some kind of moral idea, which is not true. Or that they're doing something out of spite, which involves them understanding that damaging something of yours is going to make you feel bad. I don't think that they get that damaged merchandise has been devalued. In fact, they dog would probably think damaged merchandise was maybe even better than brand new merchandise as far as that goes. But another thing that people seem to really struggle with is when dogs act in an aggressive way because sometimes, you know, I mean, this is certainly not very scientific, but sometimes dogs can be kind of jerks. They're not really doing anything valuable. They're not, they're not protecting you because there's nothing to protect you from. They know who your aunt is. They know who your son is. They know who your mother is. They know who your neighbor is. They don't, they know this is not a threat. They're just being possessive, maybe like a, you know, some kind of psychotic, jealous boyfriend or something. Uh, or people will assign a dog who's, aggressive, they'll say that the dog is afraid because being afraid sounds, you know, more relatable to say, well, your dog is just a bully and he's being kind of a jerk. <clears throat> that doesn't sound very nice. So if your dog's protecting you, well, oh, that, you know, that seems like kind of noble. Or if your dog is afraid, well, oh, he's afraid. Well, you know, we need to be sympathetic towards that. And I'm not saying that dogs don't act aggressive when they're fearful. And sometimes uh, there's, there's a term that's sometimes used for dogs who are both aggressive and shy. And the term is shy sharp, where they're aggressive and shy at the same time. And I'm not saying that that doesn't exist. But, you know, if your dog bolts out the front door and chases somebody down the street and bites them, they're not afraid because if they're afraid, they wouldn't want to be around this person. They wouldn't want anything to do with them. They'd do everything in their power to avoid the situation, not go out of their way to put themselves into that position. And so, you know, again, framing things in that way makes it a little bit harder to deal with it because, you know, if your dog is clutching you and growling at everybody and you thought, oh boy, you know, my dog is just so protective. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not being protective. They're being possessive. They're, they're treating you like you're some, you know, valuable resource to guard for themselves, you know, not to protect you from things that they know are not going to hurt you. That's silly. But th I hear that a lot. So, you know, that's that's maybe number two on my, you know, things that people say to me that I have to clarify. Nope, not really. Okay, so let's see what's up with patty hi patty hi how are oh, you thank you for taking my call and my pleasure um my daughter has a little maltese yeah who is extremely uh aggressive i mean he barks constantly at just trying to walk him okay uh, in the car pulling up to a red light He'll, he'll jump up at the window and start barking and growling. Okay. Has he ever bitten anybody? He, he has a couple times, slightly, okay. yes. All yes. right. Yep. All right. So let me ask you this for starters. You said your daughter has this dog, correct? 
Yeah. Okay. So if we got your daughter on the phone and said, hey, do you think that your dog has a problem? What would she say? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Because sometimes people describe behaviors that really are pretty bad. Dog trainers come into the house. Uh huh. And uh, it's done no good. Okay. Well, you know, I can't say what these other trainers have done. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And there's two reasons why something's not going to work if you hire a dog trainer. One reason is going to be because people don't do what they said. Um, and another reason is because what they're saying isn't going to be effective. Right. Okay. So I don't know which of those two things um, are going to be accurate in this particular instance. So Probably a combination. Of maybe both. a combination. Do you have any, <laughs> do you have any idea uh, what they told her to do? Uh, gee, no, I don't. I know they bought a bark collar uh, that does nothing. It nothing stops him. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I there's mean, different, there's like different kinds of bark collars. Some oh. collars uh, have an ultrasonic sound. Some have a spray. Some have a vibration. Um, I'm not really fond of bark collars usually because okay. um, they work automatically. They're activated by the vibration of the dog's bark. And I don't want a collar to supersede a, when I think you need to get corrected. Okay, mm-hmm. so I like to be able to say quiet, and then I do something, whatever the something is going to be, to get the dog to cut it out. Okay, so you know, I, you know, I, the, there could be a lot of things wrong with the bark collar, including the bark collar is not working properly, uh, the type of bark collar that it is, and then also, you know, at, at the at the best, the best case scenario with a bark collar is you put the collar on, the dog is quiet, you take the collar off, the dog's barking again, which you know, is probably not necessarily what we want. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different things that uh, you can do. But, you know, this is one of these things that for me to give the best possible advice, I need to get a little bit more information. And so, you know, what I would suggest that you do is have your daughter send me an email or call me, get that information from my website, which I mentioned before, Lori Fast Dog Training. Because if I tell you without getting this other information, it might not be the best advice and then plus it's kind of like the telephone game you know i'm telling you the new telling her bullies dogs too like he went <laughs> to see my daughter's yep um two big dogs mm-hmm. big i mean this this little dog is like eight pounds okay ten pounds and he just barked in their face i mean well, egging them on and egging them on. Well, the problem with that is that there are some big dogs that'll take it for just so long, and then right. say, "You know what? I've had enough of you," and yeah. uh, then give it back to him. And of course, we know who's going to come out on the short end of that one. No. So, but do you think that that could be anxiety with the dog? No, that's what I was saying no. before. He's he's a bully. Okay. He thinks he's Mr. Big Shot. Look at me. Yes, yeah. he does. <laughs> Everybody's scared of me. Listen right. to my, listen to me roar. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. nothing noble about it. He's being a brat. Okay. You know, I mean, he's not good. This is bad. He's naughty. He's a cute little dog, and everybody loves him, and he thinks he can get away with murder. Right. Well, you're so right. And he needs to cut it out. And you know, and so and, your your email is fas. Yes. Uh, my email is Lori at 
LoriFastDogTraining.com. But I would suggest you check my website, which is LoriFastDogTraining. Okay, F-A-S-S? That's my last name, yep, L-A-U-R-I-E, yep, yep. But, you know, I I need to have a little bit more information, otherwise I'm kind of grasping at straws here, but, you know, I think he's probably pretty tough, and, um, you know, behaviors kind of, one behavior kind of sets off another behavior like a domino effect, and the more we let him get away with, the more he thinks he can just do whatever he wants, and then, you know, we're trying to control him in one situation, and he's out of control in another, so... You know, it, sometimes it gets a little tricky, but if she really wants, I, I'm sure she can control him if she doesn't mind putting the work in and learning what's going to work for him. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll definitely give her that message. Okay. And I'm sure she, she's in Rhode Island. I'm okay. Sure well, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll try to do my best talking to her on the phone. Um, yeah. I have driven all over the place, but you know, like I say, I'm a little lazy. I'd prefer not to drive to Rhode Island. <laughs> no, right. I don't <laughs> Okay. So have her give me a, an email or, you know, I can talk to her on the phone and get a little bit more information because if I know what she's tried and what, there must have been something that maybe worked a little bit, you know, but if I don't get all that information, it's just not fair, I think, for me to tell you, to tell her, because every dog is a little bit different, so. Right. I just know everybody cringes when he comes over. <laughs> well, he probably... Uh, Probably enjoys that. You know, he walks in and every the everybody parts like the Red Sea and he struts through and it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, which he's a little reign of terror here. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, all right. Okay, thanks bye-bye. for calling. Bye bye. Okay, so anyway, um, do we need to go to another break? Okay, so we'll be right back after this. Hello and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. Uh, you're listening to the Behavior Edition with Lori Fass. And I'm here today for, I guess, maybe another eight minutes. So if you want to call in right now, I can take your call because I don't have any calls. Um, It's 860-522-WTIC. No more 800 number. I was confusing everybody and myself. So it's just 860-522-WTIC. And if you want to contact me off the air, check out my website, LoriFastDogTraining.com. And on my website is all my contact information. I also post when I'm going to be on the air because I alternate this time with Dr. Dennis. And uh, when my next group classes are going to be and some training information and just other kinds of things that might be interesting to look around. I have a uh, – I forgot about this. As I'm reflecting on my website, I have a photo gallery, and I have dogs, I have cats, and one of the categories besides dogs and cats is my mom is a dog trainer because when my son was little, I used to bring him around with me, um, and so I have pictures of him when he's very little – 
uh, with all different kinds of dogs. So, you know, it's sort of like a, a weird composite of here he is with the Great Pyrenees. Here he is with a Doberman. He's giving the Doberman his toy and he's trying to chew the Doberman's toy. And here he is with a Basset Hound. Here he is with a Poodle. I don't know. So I don't know who, who might want to see that, but I know some people have gotten a kick out of that. But anyway, all that stuff's on my website. So I was talking before about things that people say to me that uh, are questions or just sort of misconceptions but come up a lot. And uh, what, the first thing was that the, your dog knows better because they look guilty or that they're doing something out of spite, which no. Or your dog is being protective when they're not being protective. They're just kind of being a bully. Or they're scared when they're really not scared. Um, but another one that I hear a lot is that my dog has separation anxiety. Now, I'm not saying dogs don't have separation anxiety. This is a real thing. It can be very serious. It can be you know, very uncomfortable for an animal who does have this. But I'm going to say more than half the time when somebody tells me that their dog has separation anxiety, what they have is opportunistic, let's get into things that I can't normally access when somebody's supervising me. <laughs> so animals who have separation anxiety or dogs who have separation anxiety are usually uh, by the door or by the window and they're trying to dig it out the door or the frame. Some of those animals will actually pop the screen out and get loose. They're panting, they're drooling, they're peeing. Again, it, it tends to be isolated by the door. But if when you leave... Your dog says, oh, hey, you know what? Nobody's here to stop me. I'm going to get in the garbage. <laughs> yeah, because when you're home, you're going to make me stop. So this is fun times here. Or, you know, I'm going to jump on the couch. And I think it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun to chew up this pillow. And since nobody's here to throw the ball for me, that's fun times for me. So that's what I'm going to do. So a lot of the time, again, at least half the time, if somebody tells me that their dog has separation anxiety, uh, I've even seen videos of what their dog is doing when they leave. The dog does not look the slightest bit anxious. They look like they're having a great time. It's like, you know, you're leaving your child alone and they're not responsible or, you know, like a teenager or something. They, they have a party because you're not there and you're not going to let them have some crazy party when you're there. Are they doing it because they're, they're having separation anxiety? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. So, you know, people are very quick to label something as it's anxiety or it's some sort of distress because it sounds so much more sympathetic than, you know, I, my animal is being opportunistic and getting into things because I'm not there to supervise them. But that's like a lot of the times much more likely. So, you know, as I said, the signs of anxiety are more, it's towards the door, it's uh, barking, whining, drooling, um, you know, that kind of thing. So that's something, again, that people regularly ask me, and it turns out not to be right. And I'm just going to run one other thing real quick, because I know I'm going to have to wrap up the show in a couple of minutes. And that one that people bring up all the time is that their dog got kicked out of doggy daycare, and they're so upset. It's like their child was thrown out of school, and, you know, they're not going to get a degree or something. If your dog doesn't like doggy daycare, so what? Doggy daycare is a very specific kind of chaotic environment that not a lot of dogs 
like. Some dogs do. Some dogs don't. A lot of dogs outgrow it. It is doggy daycare is not the gold standard of whether or not you have a an emotionally healthy animal that's going to make it in life. Okay, if your child is picking fights at school and keeps getting thrown out, and yeah, that's like a kind of a different problem. So you know. Your dog doesn't get along at doggy daycare, so what? It's like your dog doesn't like this flavor of biscuit. It's about as equally as important as that. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat the small stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of other things that people ask me that are kind of, not really exactly. So we need to get things clarified. Again, to solve a problem, you've got to identify it, what the problem is, and not make up some other kind of elaborate off kind of version of what's going on but anyway i'm gonna have to wrap up the show if you want to talk to me again on the air i'll be back in a couple of weeks or you can contact me off the air check my website and have a wonderful weekend thanks for listening to the show t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.